Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. God is good, and all the time. Happy Sabbath, everyone. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. It is not yours or mine. It belongs to God, but he has entrusted it to us that we might use that day to glorify him in a very special way without any interruption from secular activities such as work or exams or soccer or anything else of the kind. It is a holy day, different from Sunday through Friday. They all have 24 hours. Only one is blessed by God, and that is the day on which you are worshiping now. I greet those of you online, wherever you are. May the Lord bless you. Thank you for your consistent attendance. And I hope that your life will change noticeably as a result of your sustained exposure to the divine radiation of thus saith the Lord. Who is with us today? You are not a Seventh-day Adventist. May I see your hand? Don't be afraid. We won't embarrass you. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. You're not a Seventh-day Adventist. May I see your hand? God bless you. Yes. And God bless the brother who helps you raise that hand. Anybody else, you are not a Seventh-day Adventist. Raise your hand. Let me ask God to bless you. Unless you have all the blessings you need and you require no more. And there's no living person who can say that. One more time. Going once, going twice, going three times. Is this someone you are? God bless you. God bless you. It's a prayer I offer with my eyes open. Anybody else? You are not a Seventh-day Adventist. Raise your hand. Let me ask God to bless you. God bless you and bless the lovely sister who raised your hand. All right. God bless you. Mm -hmm. I'm not joking. Anybody else? Is that a raised hand or are you just scratching your eye? No, no. Not a raised hand? Okay, all right, okay. Those of you online, God bless you. Thank you for joining us. I really mean it when I say, God bless you. You cannot have too many blessings from God. Our subject for today, when dirt meets divinity. What do I say? What did I say? When dirt meets divinity. Uh, let me also welcome little boys and little girls who are watching. I'm always delighted when I see children in the audience or when I know they are watching online. So my little brother, my little sister, thank you so much for loving Jesus. And may God bless you so that you may grow up like your Savior, Jesus Christ. If you're not using one of these things, please turn it off. If you're using it, turn off the sound. Favor number two, while I'm speaking, pray for me and say, Lord, put your words in that man's mouth. That is based on Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 9, which says, Then the Lord put forth his hand. And touch my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. And God knows I want to speak his words. And favor number three, I want you to think. Think as you listen. Isaiah 1.18, Come now, let us do what? Reason together, saith the Lord. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for this holy day and the blessings that come with it. You've kept us alive during the weekday, God, and we thank you for that. What better way to say thanks than to recommit that life to you? Because by creation and salvation, it's yours. Grant me your spirit, dear God. If I've sinned against you, forgive me completely and speak through me, Father, 
that those listening might be touched. Father, I do not know what lies in the hearts of those who are watching me now or listening, but you know. Someone's mind may be far away while the body is in this building. Touch that person's heart and mind, dear God. Someone may have already turned me off because he or she doesn't like my tie or my suit or my voice. I just don't know. But you know. And so while I may be blind, Father, you be my eyes. Now, God, grant to each individualized blessings, I pray. Touch the sick and relieve this suffering, dear God. Wherever your people are worshiping you on this day, bless them with your spirit. Bless every country represented by those watching, particularly the host country of the United States. Where there's suffering, God, ease suffering their father. Now, God, do whatever you like with me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. When God sent Moses to speak to Pharaoh, Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord? that I should obey his voice to let Israel go. I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. Pharaoh said, I don't know who he is. When the three Hebrew boys refused to bow to Nebuchadnezzar's image in Daniel 3, Nebuchadnezzar said, now if he be ready, verse 15 of chapter 3, if he be ready, that at what time he hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, psaltery, and dulcimer on all kinds of music, he fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if he worship not, he shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And here is how that verse ends. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hand? Pharaoh said, who is God? I don't know him. Nebuchadnezzar said, which God is more powerful than I am to deliver you out of my hands? My brothers and sisters, the Bible introduces us to God. In Genesis 1 verse 1, tell me what it says. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. We are introduced to the power of God or the power of divinity. This is what God can do. He can create he made the universe by his word. He made the earth by his word. He spoke everything into existence. This is God. Let us go to the book of Job chapter 38. Listen to God speaking to Job, a human being, who perhaps did not fully understand who God really was. Notice I said perhaps did not fully understand. And the more you understand God, the more likely you are to give him your life. Because if he doesn't have your life, there's only one other person who has it. And you know who that is. You've only got two choices. The choice is yours. What book did I say? Job, what chapter? 38. Reading from what verse? 1. And I read from the King James Version of the Bible. If you feel moved, you may read with me. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this that darkness counseled by wisdom without knowledge? Gird up now thy loins like a man, for I will demand of thee and answer thou me. Job, you think you're a man? I have some questions for you. Where was thou when I laid the foundation of the earth? Declare, if thou hast understanding, who hath laid the measures thereof, if thou knowest, or who hath stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundation thereof fastened, or who laid the cornerstone thereof? Now, verse 7, say it with me. When the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. The morning stars, the sons of God, referring to angels, and those who live an unfallen worlds when they saw what God did when they saw the power of God in creating this world and the heavens associated with this world when they saw the creation of life by the word of God the Bible says the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy at the demonstration of the power of God what's our subject when dirt meets divinity. Let us go to the book of Acts chapter 7. We'll read from verse 47 of the book of Acts. This is a powerful sermon by Stephen. Right after he preached it, he was killed. 
Preaching truth is dangerous. Believe you me, it is dangerous. When you preach plain truth, even members of the church will try to kill you. If you don't believe me, ask Jesus. They did not like what he said and they finally arranged with the Romans to get rid of him. The carnal nature does not love truth. It does not mind church. It does not love truth. What book did I say? What chapter? From what verse? All right, what does 47 say? But Solomon, come on, built him a house. How be it? The Most High dwelleth not in, made with, as saith the prophet, heaven is my home. Come on, and earth is my footstool. What house will ye build me, saith the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Now, carefully, the next verse. Hath not my hands, come on, made all these things? How do you build a church? And tell God live in that church. Are you with me? God said you can't put me in a church. Heaven is my home. And Jamaica is my footstool. <laughs> Are you with me? I put my foot on the earth. Ladies, you have couches in your homes. And there's a little footstool attached to it. You know what I'm talking about? You put, God said, look, the earth is my footstool. I sit on the heavens and rest my feet on the earth. That's how great I am. God is powerful. Go to uh, Isaiah chapter 40, 40. Isaiah 40, let's read from verse 25. Our subject, when dirt meets divinity. Isaiah 40, let's read from verse 25. God is good. And all the time. I forgot to ask you. How many of you love God? Can I see your hand? God bless you. I really mean that sincerely. God bless you. God saw that and he was pleased. If you love him, do what he says. Nobody said amen. It's okay. Isaiah chapter 40, reading from verse 25. When you found it, say amen. Read with me. To whom then will you liken me, or shall I be equal, saith the Holy One? Is there anyone in the universe with whom I can be compared? Verse 26. Lift up thine eyes on high, and behold, who hath created these things? Look at creation, says God, to understand why there is no one that compares with me. I am a great God. Now, this is Jesus Christ. Thank you. One man loves Jesus. <laughs> I said, this is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Well, since you're not sure, let the Bible tell you. Go to John chapter 1 quickly as I continue with when divinity or when dirt meets divinity. What book did I say? John what chapter? Reading from verse 1. You know it very well. Lift up your heads. Look up. Uh, that's not for the guests. For the members of the church. Do not look at that Bible. Yes, you may look. That's fine. God bless you. Members of the church, I'm watching you in the overflow room. Members, do not look at that Bible. Now, say John 1 with me. What does it say? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 2, still don't look. The same was in the beginning with God. Verse 3, don't look. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Verse 4, don't look. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Verse 5, don't look. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Say amen. You see the brain you have? Let's go back to verse 1 now. You can look if you want. The morning stars have already shouted for joy at your memory. In the beginning was the Word. Come on. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. We have the Word and we have God. There are two people, but they're equal. 
Verse 2 says virtually the same thing. The same was in the beginning with God. The same refers to the word. Now, verse 3 says, All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Who is this him? Read verse 10. Come on, verse 10. He was in the world, come on, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Read verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Stop. Who is this him? Jesus Christ. Who is this word? Jesus Christ. Who created heaven and earth? Jesus Christ. Now. When the sons of God shouted for joy, when the morning stars sang together, they were rejoicing at the power of Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. Understand Jesus was the one who made heaven and earth. Now the Father could have if he wanted to. The Holy Ghost could have if he wanted to. They're equally divine, but it fell to Jesus Christ. So when you read Genesis 1-3, and God said, let there be light. You're listening to the voice of Jesus Christ before he was called Jesus Christ. Now, we have identified Christ as having all the power, but he exercised that power as God. Let me say it again. I'm setting us up now for the next part of the message. All that power that made the morning stars sing together and shout for joy and the sons of God shouted for joy. All that power was exercised by God, Jesus Christ, by divinity. Now this divinity, here's what he did. Go to Hebrews 2. What's our subject? When dirt meets divinity. Hebrews 2, we'll read from verse 14. You have that? Let me pray again. Holy Father, as I continue, restrain me and let me speak only for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hebrews chapter 2, reading verse 14. When you found it, read with me. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same stop. How are the children described as? flesh and blood what does the bible say of christ he also himself likewise look at the words again let's read microscopically to what degree did christ become like us he also himself likewise took part of the same this divine being came to this earth in human form and took dirt what's our subject when dirt meets divinity. Now, we have seen what Christ could do in his divine state. He made heaven and earth. The question is now, when he took humanity, what could he do? In his divine state, Revelation 12 verse 7 tells us, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against a dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. Verse 9, and the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Now, this is the divine Jesus fighting Satan long before the world was made in his divine nature and state. He tossed Satan out of heaven. However he did it, he threw him out. Are you following me? In his divinity, he met Satan in battle, a battle of course of the will, and he cast him out with all the evil angels that followed him. By the way, one day the same Christ will come back, not to cast the devil out, but to destroy him completely along with his evil angels and but when he casts him out then when he destroys him then his evil angels will not only be fallen angels it will be disobedient human beings you didn't hear what i said let me say it again when christ threw satan out the first time revelation 12 9 says his angels were cast out with him when christ comes back to fix this earth he will destroy satan 
and his angels, but his angels will include human beings who have consciously chosen to follow Satan by simply not choosing to follow Christ. But Christ did that in his divinity. Could Christ do marvelous things in his humanity depending on the Father? Listen again. What nature did Christ take? Our weak, fallen nature. Dirt. And he mingled it with his divinity. So dirt met divinity. Whatever Christ did, listen to me carefully. In his humanity, trusting in God, you can do. Listen to my words very carefully. Whatever Christ did, what did I say after that? In his humanity, what else did I say? Trusting in God, you can do. Because he came to show not what God can do. The world already knew that. He came to show what dirt can do connected to divinity. What's our subject? When dirt meets divinity. Do you understand what I'm saying? We have seen the power of divinity, the creation of the whole world, conquest of Satan, that's divine power. Which is bigger, creating the universe or giving up a cigarette? Nobody's listening. I'm talking to myself as usual. Here's someone, the person's problem is cigarettes. Is that a problem? Yes. Here's the entire universe made by the power of God. Jesus has shown us, if you connect your dirt with God's divinity, the power of divinity will work through you. And if the divine power can create the universe, that divine power can remove your love for cigarettes. Or pornography. Or masturbation. Then when Christ does that, as you unite your dirt with his divinity, the morning stars will sing again. And the sons of God will shout for joy more loudly because it is more spectacular to save a sinner than to create a universe. Ah, you didn't hear what I said. You're sleeping with your eyes open. It is more spectacular for God to save one human being than for God to create a universe. Why do I say that? When God said, let there be light, did the light come? Yes or no? Yes. Did God die? No. When he said, let there be a firmament, did the firmament come? Did he die? No. But when he said, let me save a sinner, he had to die. And so saving a sinner is more spectacular than making the universe. What's our subject? When dirt meets divinity. You don't understand, neither do I fully, the power that is available to a weak human being who holds on to Jesus and refuses to let go. Even if Jesus says let go, you say no. Like Jacob. Jacob knew his dirt had to be connected to divinity. So when divinity tested him and said, let me go, he said, mm -mm. you've got to kill me. <laughs> I'm not letting go. Wrap your arms around that cross. And you say to God, Father, you've got to grab me by the legs and drag me off because I'm not letting go of this cross. Christ came to show what a human being can do when connected to divinity. Now, let's go to John 15. It is now 12.15. I'll let you go as soon as I can. Well, I have to tell the truth. I'm not God. God doesn't tell a lie, but I may say 12.20, and before you know it, you hear 1.15. What book did I say? John. What chapter? 15. Let's read from verse 1. What's our subject? I hope my friends online are still with us. And my little brothers and little sisters who are watching all over the world, I hope you're still with us. Don't forget, I've asked you to do me a favor every night. You never do it. What is that? 
Yes, Yananda, yes, but not that. Slow down. Yes, you're supposed to tell me that and you have stubbornly refused. So it's your fault if somebody misses something. So let me tell the whole world, it's this church's fault. They will not tell me it's slow down. Let's pray again. Father, please be with me. I really mean that sincerely. You know I'm serious, God. Help me as I continue in Jesus' name. Amen. John 15 from verse 1. I am the true vine, and my father is the husband man. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Verse 3. Now ye clean how? Through the word which I have spoken unto you. Focus now on four. Read microscopically. Abide in me, and I in you. What's our subject? When dirt meets divinity. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch, that's you, and that's me, cannot bear fruit of itself. Mm -hmm. Dirt by itself cannot bear the fruit God requires. No more can ye, except ye abide in me, except dirt meets divinity. Verse 5. I am the vine. Here the branches, he that abideth in me, dirt meeting divinity. And my word, he that abideth in me, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Come on. Without me, you can do nothing. What does Christ mean without me? Think of our title. Without me, you can do nothing. What is he saying? Dirt by itself can only decompose a little further. Are you following me? Dirt by itself can do nothing but the bible teaches that listen carefully and the lord god formed man of the dust of the ground there he was formed dirt now attractive dirt there are the eyes there was the nose the fingernails the teeth the toes the elbows the ribs mm -hmm. but lifeless um no one's following me lifeless good looking dirt but lifeless then God did what? Breathe. So dirt met divinity. Then Adam jumped up. When God came down to punish Adam, he said in verse 17 of Genesis 3, And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground, not the breath. The breath came from nothing from heaven is cursed. Nothing in heaven is cursed. Ah, I'm not convinced you're following me. You're just being nice. Cursed is the ground. So dirt is cursed. Not the breath. Nothing. That's divine. But when dirt means divinity divinity does not become contaminated dirt is elevated somebody say amen dirt is elevated when dirt meets divinity and so jesus said in john 15 verse 4 abide in me come on read with me and i in you one meets the other as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. But what are these fruits? Go to Galatians 5. Galatians 5. Has anyone prayed for me yet and said, Lord, put your words in that man's mind? Any nice person prayed for me yet? Well, let me see your hand. Where are you? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. The rest of you have not yet prayed. I will hold the blessing until you do. What book did I say? What chapter? Five. We read from verse 19. We will look at dirt. Then we will look at divinity. Do you have it? If you're still looking, say amen. Hurry up. <laughs> Come on, we haven't got all day. Hurry up. I'm not talking to my guests. I'm talking to members. Hurry up. Too slow. Do you have it now? 
What book? Galatians, what chapter? 5, what verse? 19 to, listen now to dirt, 19 to 21. Read with me. But the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such lie on and on and on and on and on. That is dirt. That's what you and I do. We do it with no help from God or from Satan. Ah, you didn't get it. You don't need Satan in order to sin. Nobody's listening. Let me ask you this. If the devil were to die tonight of a heart attack, would people still sin? Yes. Because we have the nature. You don't need the devil in order to sin. All we read from verses 19 to 21 is what we do, whether there's a devil or not. We're born that way. We may not do all of them, but we have the potential. Now that's dirt. Now let's look at divinity. Verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Now that's divinity. Because they are the fruits of the Spirit. And the Spirit is divine. Uh, it's my fault if I'm not clear. It's my fault. Let's look at the fruits of the Spirit again. What's the first one? The Bible says God is. How can that be a product of dirt? Are you following me? God is love. That's a divine quality. But when you are connected to Christ, that divine fruit is produced in dirt. Joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Now, finish verse 23. Against such, there's no law. Every work of Christ in you and me is lawful. I know you hate the word law. I know that. I know, I know. So I have to beg you. I'll pay you if I had the money, but uh, for amen now and then. The Bible says, against such, come on. There's no law. There's no law against love. Is there law against adultery? Yes. Fornication? Uncleanness? Lasciviousness? Emulations? Variance? Wrath? Strife? Seditions? Yes. That's dirt. There's a law against dirt when it exists by itself. But connected to Christ. Ah. Connected to Christ. There's nothing that condemns you. What's our subject? You hesitate when I ask you. You're too slow. I thought you were all vegetarians. Vegetarians are quick people. They're quick on the draw. What's our subject? Is there a struggle in your life? Here's what the Bible tells you. You see, here's a mistake many people make. They say, God, save me. And then we cross our legs and lie on a couch and wait to be saved. Save me. Uh, mm, mm -mm. Salvation is a work of cooperation. Go to James chapter 4. Let me show you what I mean. James was the brother of Jesus Christ. James chapter 4. We read verse 7. Our subject, when dirt meets divinity, it is 25 minutes after 12. 25 after 12. Do you have James chapter 4? James is a lovely book. James is called the Proverbs of the New Testament. Verse 7, read with me. What does that say? Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Stop. Who does the submitting? We do. We do. Now, it is under the prodding of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit moves, but we have to choose to act under his moving. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. What's the next word? Who resists? You. But with what power? The power of God. And so dirt resists by the power of divinity. 
If you try to lift this desk, it's heavy. Hmm? You can't move it. Then some muscle physiologist comes around and inserts something into your muscles that works. A modern discovery. It was brought to earth by an alien and it makes the muscles 20 times as strong immediately. And he, he inserts it into your muscle. Now he tells you, lift it. Do you still have to make an effort? Yes. Now the table comes off the ground and you are shot. Before you had the strength, you made an effort, no result. Now with the strength, you still make an effort, but there is result. And so the Bible says, resist. Fight him. Fight him in the strength of Christ. Where is the strength of divinity? In this. Mm -hmm. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed. Listen, let me talk to the young men. I don't know what your weakness is, but I can guess. You can conquer that. Mm -hmm. I have gotten letters from all over the world from young men. They do what they do and they hate it. It's an amazing thing. We hate what we do, but we do it. This is a past, I feel nasty, I feel dirty, I feel worse, but I keep doing it. I keep doing it. That's dirt for you. Dirt will see what drugs did to you. Dirt will see what gambling it caused you to lose your house, your wife, your family. You're under pressure from the IRS. You got to go to jail for not me paying your bills. Dirt will see all of that, and then dirt goes and does the same thing. That's dirt. Because dirt is fundamentally suicidal. A mind opposed to God is suicidal. You see your buddy join a gang. And he's shooting and robbing. He ends up in prison 25 years. Another friend of yours, same thing, 30 years. And you go do the same thing. And then you say, oh, where's God? What do you mean, where's God? He sent a meeting here at sunrise, and you didn't come. <laughs> Listen to me. We are dirt. Somebody say amen. amen. We need to meet divinity. Now, here's the power that's available to us. Go to Ephesians 1. Let's read from verse 19. You won't believe what you're about to read, but I want you to believe it. Ephesians 1. Let's read from verse 19. Our subject. You try to be quicker, but you failed. Ephesians 1, let's read from verse 19. I tell you, you will not believe what you're about to read. Paul is saying that he prayed for the church at Ephesus. Here's one of the things he's praying for. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe? Paul is saying, look, there is power God has made available to you. Let me try to describe it. And what is the exceeding greatness now one word would have been fine the exceeding power or the great power paul combines them what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in christ you read the next few words when he raised him come on from the dead stop christ came from the dead by divine power paul is saying that's the same power that Christ uses to raise you from the death of cigarettes. It's the same power he uses to break you free from drugs. It's the same power. The power that reverses death is the power Christ gives to you to free you from that addiction, whatever it may be. Your addiction may be selfishness stinginess always late and serving a God who's always on time and the power to overcome is the power that cancels death same power because sin is death the power by which Christ saves a man or a woman is the power that created heaven and earth but it's a greater power in the sense, as I told you earlier, when Christ made heaven and earth, it did not require his life. Are you following me? 
Who sustains creation right now? Jesus Christ, the Bible, it does not require him to die. But to save one person, one, the creator of heaven and earth had to die. One. Now, that one person is you. Don't look at the person next to you. That one person is you. Let the Bible tell you what I mean. Go to Luke 15 as quickly as you can. Who has it? Too slow, too slow. Luke 15. Nobody has it. I'm growing a beard waiting for you to find Luke 15. Do you have it now? Okay, we'll read from verse 1. Okay, okay. Okay. Luke 15, let's read from verse 1. When you found it, say amen. Do, I get the, do you get the impression I'm enjoying myself with you? Well, I am. I am. God bless you for being sweet. God bless you. By the way, that soup last night was... Mm, mm, mm. Yes, it was. All right. Luke 15 for verse 1. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for tea. You know, there's something about Jesus that puzzles me. Sinners were comfortable in his presence. And yet, he hated sin. You come to the church... And people are uncomfortable around certain members. Because all the members do is criticize and find fault. They criticize your dress, they criticize your hair, they criticize your nails, they criticize your, 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 your slippers, they criticize your, <laughs> your nose, they criticize everything. But the sinner came to Christ and felt comfortable. But Jesus, how did, I ask him all the time, Father, how do you do that? How did Jesus do that? Anyway, then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man, what? Receiveth sinners and eateth with them. What do you understand by eateth with them? He hangs out with them. Not to do what they do, that they might be attracted to him. Uh, you're not listening. Jesus would hang out with those he wanted to save. You see, when you fish, you fish at a rod. Are you with me? You stand on the bank, or you put on some rubber things all the way up here, step into the river up to your knee, and you toss this thing and you wait. That's not the way Christ fishes. He goes right in and grabs the fish with his hand. This man receiveth public uh, sinners and eateth with them. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, verse 4, having a hundred sheep, if he lose, stop. Who's that one? That's me. That's you. If he lose, one. Has Christ lost you? But you've lost him. He wants you back today before you leave this church Jesus wants you back if you lose one keep reading doth not leave come on the 90 and 9 in the wilderness is none of their business if I had to give a theme for the church the SDA church my theme would be mind your own business and let God save people are you following me I know he uses us but you get my point mind your own business he leaves the ninety and ninety of the wilderness. Keep reading with me now. And go after that which is lost until. Mm -hmm. That's a God who does not give up. He searches until. Remember the days of Malcolm X, those of you who are old enough? He had a saying, by any, come on, means necessary. Up to and including the death of the creator. He goes after that which is lost. These meetings are one way that Christ is going after somebody. Next verse. And when he found it, he left it where? The shoulder is symbolic of bearing burdens. So he puts that person on his shoulder and rejoiceth. Somebody may heaven rejoice today. He puts it on his shoulder, rejoicing. I want that young lady. I've gotten my young son back from drugs. I've gotten that older man back from, I don't know, whatever. And he rejoices. 
And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, What? Rejoice with me, for I found my sheep. Which was the yes, rejoice. When you come to Christ, you may not see it optically. There is rejoicing in heaven. Read the next verse. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth come on more than 99 just persons which need no repentance now this is almost impossible to believe here you've got 99 perfect people vegetarians all nice long dresses drink distilled water every day eat salads whatever and list all the Ellen White's books in order, recite steps to Christ. All of that is good. There are 99 of them. They know every hymn from memory. And that's the way I grew up, by the way. Here comes one guy in rags, no shoes, skin and bones, but he's coming to Jesus. Are you with me? And all of heaven sells 99 hold on a minute <laughs> and heaven starts rejoicing over one parents you have five children four of them are obedient they listen to you they're going to school they're doing what they need to do one is wild and has run from home are you with me after five years that one decides to come back when the person comes back you break down especially the mother because you carry that person you see you cry it's not you forgetting the other four but this one now occupies your attention without competition and you cry and you rejoice you start texting your relatives in Kingston he has come back somebody needs to come back and let dirt meet divinity when that happens you can conquer whatever it is that has you now depressed downtrodden and doubting the grace of God because there's nothing that is impossible for divinity everything is impossible for dirt everything divine everything of god without me you can do nothing everything that's good is impossible for dirt because the bible says the righteousness of dirt is what filthy rags mm -hmm. which means you keep doing those so-called good things you're just accumulating filthy filthy rags you need to stop and let god connect his divinity with your dirt and allow something to happen that will cause all of heaven to rejoice. I am telling you again, Christ can change your life. Let me tell you a story about me, then I'll let you go. Many years ago, you probably heard this story if you're watching the sermons online. I used to drive very fast. They call it flying low. And you know what I mean, some of you. Always in a hurry to go nowhere. I've been like that for years. I remember once I was going to Oakwood College where I was at college at school and there were five of us in a car. A Camaro, I think it was. We were leaving Andrews, heading back to Oakwood and I was driving. At one point, I was doing 120 on the highway. Mm -hmm. God saved my life. You better say that loudly. Mm -hmm. Blow a tire, hit a pebble, swerve too quickly. 120. You see, the brain only becomes fully developed in your middle 20s and beyond. Are you with me? A 16-year-old, 17, 18-year-old boy may mean well, but he's dealing with an undeveloped brain. And the last part of the brain to develop fully is the frontal lobe where you make decisions. So I'm in college, but I need prayer. I have an undeveloped brain. 120 now in those days there were cb radios you weren't born then there were cb radios i heard the truckers because we had one i heard the truckers talking to each other you know what they're talking about this car that passed them 
flying. And they were discussing this thing. While I'm on this suicidal trip. But God, in His mercy, saved my life and the lives of four others. Are you following me? I was mad. And as long as your dirt is not connected to divinity, you're mad. At any age, you're mad. Divinity brings sanity. Are you with me? And so I'm saying to you, God has spared your lives. You're in something you need to get out of. Christ can take you out. Mm-hmm. But I would, let me finish the story about speeding. One day, I was in my car in the parking lot. Wife in the house. I was going somewhere. And I said, Father, this car is yours. It's not mine. I'll be the chauffeur. I'll change the gas, the oil, do whatever, rotate the tires. I'll drive for you, but it is your car, and I dedicate this car to you. As God is my witness. A couple of weeks later, I was checking the mileage on the car. I used to get 36 per gallon. It was a Honda CRX. They no longer make them. That's before you were born. I was getting 46, 47 miles per gallon. Because now the car belonged to God. Whatever thing God touches improves. Then two weeks later, I was getting ready to go somewhere to fly low. A voice spoke to me. What did I say? A voice spoke to me in here. Here's exactly what it said. This is my car now. You cannot drive it. Something. I alone know what it is on earth. You know. My husband doesn't know. My wife doesn't know. My parents don't know. The elders don't know. The pastor doesn't know. My supervisor doesn't know. You know. I need to be delivered. That's the work of Christ. 45 seconds. Father, I need to be delivered from something. Come. 20 seconds. I need to be delivered from something. Come. Fifteen seconds. Every guilty stain. This is life and death we're discussing. Life and death. Ten seconds. eyes closed beneath that flood lose all the guilty Father in heaven I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ I have no power father but I know who has it and that's you you've given me the task of preaching thus saith the Lord I have given your sons, your daughters the word, but I cannot convict any person. Not even the Holy Ghost can force anyone. He can just prod and prod and prick. Now God, men and women have come to say, I need to be delivered from something in my life. Father, it only requires one sin unconfessed to destroy a life forever. Right now, dear God, I ask you to grant to them that power that they need as they, through what little faith they have, connect their dirt to your divinity. And as that divine power worked miracles through Paul and Stephen and Philip and Peter and Elijah and Elisha, as the divine power worked through dirt, dear God, let that divine power working them to deliver them, their Father. Father, we're tired of bondage to one weakness or another. We're tired of trying to look strong when we know inside we're falling apart. 
We're tired of wrestling with the conscience that's telling us you need to make a change in your life. Change that direction before it is too late. Now, God, we offer ourselves to you. Turn us around, Father. Turn us toward Jesus Christ. Turn us toward Jesus Christ, dear God. Father, there may be one man, one woman, or more than that, who need to go even further and make a decision to recommit the life to you who needs to make a decision to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ the white heads are bowed and eyes are closed father as I make this call give me the right words and give comprehension to your people if there is a man or a woman boy or girl you need to start all over with God let me give you my words again. You need to start all over with God. Or there may be someone listening who needs to be baptized for the first time. Either way, if that is you, I want you to raise your hand so we can get a card to you. I need to start all over with God, including baptism. Let me see your hand quickly. Including baptism. Wherever you are, I need to see your hand. I need to start all over. I may need to be rebaptized because of the life I've lived. Let me see your hand wherever you are. Oh, I need to start all over with God, including a decision to be baptized or rebaptized. Just raise your hand. Now, I can't see who's in the overflow room, but if you're making that decision, let us know as soon as the service is over. Somebody needs to make a decision to be baptized, rebaptized, to start all over with God because you and God know the life you've lived anyone who'll make that choice make it now don't be afraid just raise that hand let's see it as the spirit moves don't be afraid in the overflow room make the decision online make that same decision and let someone in the church closest to you inform that person of the choice you've made 60 seconds then I close the prayer the call is I need to be baptized I need to be rebaptized. I need to start all over with God and be serious this time. Come, raise your hand. That's what I mean by come, raise your hand. 60 seconds, starting now. Then I let you go. 50 seconds. I need to start all over with God. This is a chance he's given to me. 45 seconds. Or I've never been baptized and I want to be baptized. Raise that hand. Let us know somehow. Now, there are a lot of shy people in all churches. You may let us know after the service is over and that is fine too. 40 seconds. But when you do it publicly, it gives courage to someone else to make that decision. 35 seconds. I want to start all over with God and be serious this time I want to be baptized or I need to be rebaptized 20 seconds just let us know and raise if you're shy and afraid let us know right after the service come to that office where I am let the pastor and me know 15 seconds and do it online or in this building if you're online as I said let someone in the church closest to you know of your decision 10 seconds Connect your dirt to divinity and experience what it is to live a victorious life. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for the conviction that's going on right now. There are people struggling now, dear God, under the conviction of the Spirit of God who desires to save everyone. As they wrestle, Father, and there's no sin in wrestling, but as they wrestle, their God, give more strength to them to come down on your side. Let the Spirit give them no rest until they make that choice. As we leave, let us leave remembering that when dirt connects to the power and victory. Thank you for your word. Bless your people online and in this building, dear God, and bring us back this afternoon at 5 o'clock in Jesus' name we pray, let God's people say...
Amen and amen. Before you go, don't move, don't move, don't move. What will you take from the message? Raise your hand and tell us. What will you take from the message? Something you heard, you'll take with you. Yes, my sister. Jesus' power is mighty to save. Yes, my brother. Yes, when dirt mingles with divinity, uh, the results are astonishing. As the, you know, the people said of Christ, what manner of man is this? That's what they say of those who are convicted, are converted by divine power. Someone else, what will you? Yes, sister. Say it again. Sinners are comfortable with Christ, even though he hates sin. It's an amazing thing. Also, sinners should be comfortable with us, even though we hate sin. Somebody else, what will you take from the message? Yes, my sister. The power God gives us to conquer sin is the power that defeats death. Yes, I saw a brother back there. Oh, my sister, yes. You can do all things through Christ, including conquer whatever weakness you and I may have. Anyone else? One more. Yes, my brother. There is no law against the fruits of the Spirit. They all please God, but only the Spirit can produce the fruits of the Spirit. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Let all God's people say, Amen and Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.